0: And I just feel, I just feel good, and there's a spirit in here, Amen. Of revival still, still flowing through these walls right now, Amen. And I want to keep that fire of the revival in this church, Amen. What I'm going to preach on tonight is our final talk or preaching point on discipleship, and to me. It's the most important one. So, if you've ever listened to me ever, listen to what I'm about to preach on today. Because it is a heaven and hell issue. Amen. Today, we're going to continue. and We've talked about a disciple is first a Christian. Talked about a disciple loves other disciples. We've talked about disciples are obedient, and we've talked about a disciple carries a cross. But tonight, we're going to talk about a disciple is a servant. Hallelujah. A disciple is a is a servant. Mark 9 and 33 tells us, it says, And he came into Capernaum, and being in the house, he asked them, What was it that ye disputed among yourselves by the way? But they held their peace, for by the way they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest. He sat down and called the twelve and said to them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be the last of all. Servant of all. We're going to teach a little bit tonight on that subject. A disciple is a servant. Amen. You may be seated. In this short statement, Jesus communicates a powerful but seemingly contradictory truth. It is a principle of his kingdom. If you want to be first, you must first be last a true disciple of Jesus Christ will be a servant I just feel the Holy Ghost right now really strong Amen. I have discovered this about human nature most of us are concerned about three people me, myself and I but servanthood is all everybody say all about others I submit to you a challenge. This was inspired from uh, John F. Kennedy. Ask not what your church can do for you. Ask what you can do for your church. Amen. Too many times we want to be the receivers. We want church to give, 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 give. But the real meaning that Jesus wanted us to do is we must give to the church. We just must give our time, our effort, our money needs to go for his kingdom. Amen. It's his kingdom. We must advance his kingdom. We cannot be self-absorbed so much that we we don't have his kingdom on our mind. That should be on our mind all the time. What can I do for the church? What can I do to advance his kingdom? What can I do? What can I give? What, what 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 talent do I have that I can give to the church so that we can reach this lost and dying world? Most people, if I took a poll in here, would like to be used of God. But if I said how many would like to be used by your friend, not many of you would raise your hand. We have a problem in this perverse, updated, revised, new, improved 21st century version of churches and I think we glorify the concept of being used of God most often we think of God using us, we envision some important role or position in his kingdom and it comes with a title and authority our vision of this concept often involves a platform while Jesus' version most often involved a significant segment of the modern church is brought into the incorrupt concept of organizational leadership that has been commercialized through books and sermons and leadership gurus. When we look at scripture, it's mostly silent on the topic of leadership. The concept of leadership is referenced 21 times in the New Testament and mostly with a negative connection, blind leader to blind leave me not in temptation. The biblical concept of leadership that we find reference over and over again is a concept of servanthood. 249 times you will find this word and concept in the New Testament. This principle of servanthood goes against our very nature. We have a, na- a natural desire to please self, to fulfill the lusts and desires of the That's just human nature. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. I believe that selfishness, the love of self, is the root of all sin. Who is the greatest? Mark 9, I'm going to read from a different translation, that same opening scripture. And they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked him, what were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent. For on the way, they had argued with one another about who was going to be the greatest. He sat down and called the twelve, and he said unto them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. In our text, Jesus confronts the immature, immature thinking of his disciples. They are arguing about who was going to be the greatest. Jesus said, Your focus is all wrong. You're thinking about yourself when you should be thinking about others. You're trying to build your own kingdom when you should be focused on how to build the kingdom of God. That should be on our minds. What Jesus is saying, if you desire to be first, if first is your goal, that's your aim, then you'll be a slave to everyone. You will work yourself crazy trying to please everybody. Folks, We we only have to please one. We only have to. We are not in competition with any other church. We're not in competition with any other organization. What we're trying to do is to win the lost. To get those people off the path toward hell. And get their path toward glory. Amen. That's what our focus should be on. But too many times jealousy arises, And that's one of the hardest things for a Christian to calm down is jealousy. Because we see somebody else being used. We see somebody else uh, doing this or that and we become jealous. Why can't I do that? Why can't I have this? Why can't God bless me that way? My answer to you is, on most of those situations is because you're not ready for the blessings of God. Amen. You have not sacrificed for him to sacrifice for you. Amen. It's not God give me this then I will. It's I will God so you can give me this. Amen. Hallelujah. That's how we got to think about it. That's how we got to have our mindset. If we if acceptance and being liked by everybody, being first, being the greatest, if that is your goal, if if serving in order to be noticed and recognized is your aim, then you will spend your days serving everyone, being at the mercies of everyone's desire. You will exhaust yourself trying to make everybody happy. But if your desire is to serve, if your desire is to put others first, if your desire is to do what is best for others, sometimes that involves tough decision and tough love, not enabling bad behavior. If your desire is to be a servant, then you will be elevated by God. Amen. 1 Peter 5 says, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourself, all of you, with humility toward one another. for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself, therefore, unto the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded by watchful. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Your responsibility is be submission, humility, and resist the devil. God provides grace for the humble. Cast your anxieties on him. He will exhaust you, restore you, conform you, strengthen you, and establish you. If we will do as he wants us to do. Apparently, the disciples did not learn their lesson. Even in the very next chapter, they are at it again and they and they kind of going back and forth here and all this kind of stuff and, and it just they don't get the concept of servanthood. The kingdom of God is not like the kingdom of this world. The world is all about personal gain, self-promotion, dog-eat-dog, and ascending the corporate ladder, stepping over or on others to advance worldly success, but that is not the way it works in the kingdom of God. It's all about others. Everybody say all. It's all about others. The most important title in the kingdom of God is not preacher. It's not evangelist. It's not bishop. It's not Sunday school teacher. It's not preacher. I always said preacher, but minister. The most important title in the kingdom of God is servant servant the same Greek word is used for both servant and minister to be a servant is to be a minister and to be a minister is to be a servant one man put it this way can we strike a balance between work and professional life in this uh, perverse chaos of world that we live in if so how do we do it the answer is as long as we lack a higher purpose we cannot. period. The truth is that we have many occupations, but there's really only one profession, one calling, and that is to serve God by serving others. Our statement that needs to go out from this church is to serve God by serving others. To serve God by serving others. Three elements that most that must govern our service in the kingdom of God is, one, the glory of God. Not for our own glory but for or our own recognition. we got to be humble unto the house of God. we got to bless others, to encourage and promote others above ourselves. We need the growth of the kingdom, not for personal gain or advancement. Service is not tied to a position or title or authority. That is what it means to be used by God, to be a servant. Faithfulness, the greatest attribute, talent, characteristic of a servant is faithfulness. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not faithful, dependable, on time, consistent, you are as little value to the kingdom of God. Amen. That's how important it is to being in the house of God. To being faithful to a church. I know a lot of us have been to different churches along the way but it's time to be rooted and grounded in a church Amen I don't, I don't promote church hopping but I do say to people that have problems if you, you've got to go to a place where you can be rooted and grounded because if I took a tree out there that was just planted and I Watered it and I cared for it. Then the next year I dug it up and I put it on the other side of my yard. And I watered it and I took care of it. Then the following year I picked it up and I put it on the back side of my yard and I watered You know what's going to happen to that tree? It's never going to grow. It's going to be the same size that when I started. Because I'm not letting the roots get out into the ground. We must be faithful to the house of God. There's some of you, I hate to say it, but probably can count how many times you miss work on one hand. But you can also keep that with one hand up and count how many times you've been to church this year. It's faithfulness to the house of God. I don't care if you're you you do not feel like it. I don't care if your whole world is coming down. There is no greater place for you to be than in these pews and these four walls, amen, when church is going on. There is nothing outside these four walls that's more important than your walk with God. No ball game, no no golf club, no uh, work, nothing is more more important than your time here with Jesus Christ, period, period. We have to be faithful to God. It's like I've said many times, if you're faithful to his house, he'll be faithful to your house. Amen. You wonder why your house is in turmoil? I could probably get the attendance book out that Sister Chris is coming down the aisle with right now, and I can tell you why your house is not in order. Amen. You can get mad at me if you want to, but that's Bible, folks. If you're not faithful to his house, he's not going to be faithful to yours. And you'll live that way in turmoil. Men, it's your job to get your family to church. It ain't your wife's job. It's your job. Amen. To get up and make sure your family's in the house of God. Amen. I'll get off of that. Amen. I can tell I'm getting some looks. But I'm telling you right now, you're going to hear a little bit more boldness out of me because... We need to get this building filled, and I gotta get you all the, the the core of this church. It's usually here on Wednesday nights, ready for what God's about to pour into this place. Our bishop came this week and uh, weekend and preached to us, and he told me in my office. He said, "You're about to see some growth in this place." Amen. And I know, Brother Huntley wouldn't have said that if it wasn't wasn't what he was feeling. But before we can get growth in here, we got to be the level that God needs us to be at. So we gotta be faithful to the house of God. I don't care what you've got to do, folks. I, I've took pay cuts where I could be in the house of God faithfully. And I promise you, every pay cut I took, God supplied the difference every time. Amen. He will provide the difference. Amen. So you can be in the house of God. Amen. I'll keep going. But it's coming. We have got to be ready for what God is going to do in this church. Can I get an amen? amen? Jesus, the suffering servant spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, is our example. He demonstrated to us how to serve. The one who created the feet of, uh, 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 created the feet of the disciples would stoop to wash those same feet. Amen. Jesus Christ. You can't get no higher than him. And he washed the disciples' feet. Amen. He washed the feet of disciples who would betray him. Lazarus was in that group that he washed the feet of. Peter denied him three times. Peter was in that lineup that Jesus washed his feet. Why did Jesus wash their feet? Because they were dirty? No. To humble himself and to teach his disciples something. I don't know if you realize, but uh, when he washed their feet, their feet was probably already washed. It was the middle of dinner. And anytime they came into the house, they washed their feet before. So they was in the middle of dinner. It wasn't to, uh, to make sure that their feet were clean. He was showing what a true servant did. He washed their feet. The master, the king of kings, the Lord of lords was on his knees washing these men's feet. Jesus said, what I'm doing you don't understand. But afterwards you will understand. If I don't wash you, you will have no part with me. If I have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. He was talking about their feet wasn't talking about their feet being clean. He was talking about their heart being right. Psalms 51 says, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sins. Purge me. I I shall be clean. Wash me. I shall be whiter than snow. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. You see, it don't start with the person beside you. It don't start even with the pastor. It starts with you. We got to look in the mirror every day. Stop blaming somebody else because you're not being used of God. Stop blaming somebody else because you're not faithful to church. Stop blaming everybody else. Stop blaming the music uh, department not playing the right song for you not to be able to worship. Stop blaming the music department Not playing the right song because I can't pray unless they play that right song. Amen. If you can't praise God, and I know some of them will get on me for saying what I'm about to say. If you can't come into the house of God and worship him with whatever's going on, I don't care if they're singing banjo picking music or somebody's up here with a tambourine or or harmonica. If you can't get focused in on what Jesus Christ did in your life enough that you can't raise your hand and worship him, you must not have what I have inside of me. Amen. I don't care what people's talking about. If they're gossiping, if they're talking about some big fish they probably didn't catch but they're telling all about it and in the pew beside you and you say, well, they're, they talked all service long. I couldn't get nothing out of Uh, the service, well get up out of your seat and move to another seat stop putting blame on everybody else and look in the mirror and say, you know, I got to fix myself first I got to fix self before I can do anything else and that's what he's talking about right there, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me a right spirit, not a gossiping spirit Not a negative spirit. We got enough negativity. We don't need it inside here. Amen. We need some people that come in here and say, man, it might feel like it's 85 degrees in here, but we're going to have church anyhow. They might not have the right song being played, but we're going to have church anyhow. I don't feel really that good today, but I'm going to have church anyhow. I might be weak in my body, but I'm going to have church anyhow. The devil's trying to beat on my family all week. I'm going to have church anyhow. I don't care if that person beside me sits there like a knot on a log. I'm going to have church. And let me tell you something about that. Jesus Christ could come down these aisles and some of you wouldn't get up off your feet. Amen. Who do you think is in the atmosphere right now? Who do you think you feel those goosebumps in right now? It's Jesus Christ that's in this house. And if he's in this house, I'm not going to let him catch me sitting down. But I'm going to shout if nobody else shout. I'm going to praise if nobody else prays. I'll leap for joy if nobody else leaps for joy. Because Jesus Christ is in the house. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Y'all may tell you how important servanthood is. One of the last words that you hope to hear is, "Well done, my good and faithful preacher." My good and faithful Sunday school teacher. No, it says, "My good and faithful servant." Amen. We got to serve, be a servant's heart. We got to serve the people. We got to have a mindset. I don't care what I do in church. If it's cleaning the toilets, if it's vacuuming the carpet, if it's paint picking up trash outside, I want to be a servant to the church. I want to make sure the church looks good. I want to make sure the church has the right atmosphere. I don't want to be a hindrance to service. I want to be a positive influence on the service. And to be a positive influence on the service is be a servant. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God as we stand across this place here today. I said it before, and I will say it every service if I have to. Service as normal is over. When we come through the doors, stop coming through the doors. Oh, down and out and all that kind of stuff saints of God and I know we get times that we do that but when you open those back doors and you step your foot in right there that's one more step toward glory that you're going amen You get heaven on your mind. Every step as you walk into this sanctuary, you put heaven on your mind. And if you'll do that, you'll automatically start lifting up your voice. Thank God I'm back in your house again, Lord. Thank God I can worship you a little bit longer today. Thank God I got through uh, this day today and made it back to your house, God. Whatever I got to do, Jesus, do let me do it, God, because I want to be a servant of you. It's a servant. A servant's heart is what we need. I don't care if I preach general conference, and I ever will, or youth congress or any major conference that they have, who cares? As long as I can be a servant of God, as long as I can do the things I need to do to advance His kingdom, to help win a soul to God want my tombstone to say Jackie Flannery servant a a true servant of the kingdom of God God I'll do it all I'll do everything you want me to do can we lift up our heads right now in this place can we get in a mindset in this place right now God, I don't, I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing for you, but I'll do anything. I, I want to make the right, right atmosphere in this place. I'm not going to come in with my negativity any longer. I'm going to come in and worshiping you that way when a sinner sitting in the house of God, they can feel something from me. Hallelujah. Fill me, Jesus, with so much Holy Ghost that when I step in a room, things change. My shadow heals people. People can see a difference in me from a mile off. When I walk into Walmart, if somebody's there needing you, God, they come to me and say, I don't know what it is, but I see something different about you. I see that you're not like everybody else. Amen. Can you pray for me? To be that way, we got to be a servant. If anybody believes that in this house tonight, can we feel this altar right now to let God know, God, I'm just here to serve you. I'm here to be a servant unto you. Whatever you have me to do. But I'm just reaching for that goal. To hear those words, well done my good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Can we let the Spirit of God in this place move? Hallelujah. As the singers begin to sing, can we just lift up our hearts, lift up our voices, lift up our hands? Hallelujah. You worship you Jesus.
1: In the name of Jesus.
0: Hallelujah. Praise.